The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, that, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. Oh yeah. That music, you know it's time for Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I'm Ray Ellis. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And as always, I'm happy to come and join you again this week. Uh, I think I'm going to relax a little bit. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago, I was a little bit under the weather. Um, last week, uh, I was just off the hook about something of which I... Uh, I got it wrong in terms of I just made a mistake. I, I really want to apologize to Albert Pujols. I actually, the statement I put out, I really meant to be defending uh, Mr. Pujols and said they were going to pay him $128 million, and it's actually uh, another young man they were thinking about paying 128 instead of Albert, or it's not time to play Albert yet. I think he's got another year or so, but the fact of the matter is it was the way of which the media wanted to present it as $16 million, I think, over eight years and didn't want to come out and say, you know, $128 plus million. But anyway, you know, this is Real Sports on the Voice America Network, and I am not perfect. I make a mistake every now and then, but uh, somebody brought it to my attention. So hopefully uh, Mr. Pujols will get his money when the time comes, and they will let us know it's $128 million. Cause that's a hell of a lot of money, but but baseball players make that, and I, you know, I, I hey, okay, Kwame has hooked me up, and uh, the things are going to work out. That uh, as we started uh, oh, a few years ago, well, not a few years ago, I'm wrong in saying that, a year ago, let's say that, uh, to start bringing people to the network other than myself, to truly give the people who listen to us, those who have followed us, those who have been as we call them, fans of professional athletes, to give you an opportunity to hear it from a player's perspective on this new medium that exists so that you can be heard all over the world, any place, any time, when you want to. That's amazing. So we're broadcasted live, but we also are at your leisure, on demand, at voiceamericasports.com. And Kwame is, you know, calling to the vision, understands the fact that we want to diversify um, the amount of uh, shows that we have and relate to more sports. It's always been our vision here at Voice America Sports to have the big four, baseball, basketball, football, and uh, hockey, of which I don't know a damn thing about. Thank you. Shout out to Bob Wilkie uh, for bringing us uh, Bubba and the Hammer. Bob knows about hockey. He can talk about that. But uh, I think it's Mr. Spivey who's going to bring us that Super Bowl ring. And uh, I think Junior's going to help us with our baseball segment. So we're going to be expanding. Uh, as you know, I 
often talked about my good friend Guy Troop, who is going to join us a little bit later. And we, of course, are going to talk about the fact that uh, this this media that exists, this medium that we have, this platform, is going to allow many professional athletes the opportunity to have their own shows. And it's it's what research has shown, what they want to do. So Guy Troop is going to come on, and uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit about the Player Network event, of which is slowly but surely, slowly but surely. And I say slowly because that's the way the playoffs are here in football is developing. But, man, we already know what the Player Network event will be about. We know who will be there, and we know uh, the majority of players will know they're going to be there. Because right now, if you ain't in the playoffs, you, you might as well come on to the Player Network event. And then if you don't win the Super Bowl, you might as well come, too, because it's going to be there. And uh, we're going to talk about that. But let me talk about a little bit about some things that happened with Mr. Farr. <clears throat> and, and you know, Brett just gives us some things to talk about. And it's amazing. Once you actually become a part of the media, there are things that you feel that maybe perhaps maybe I don't want to talk about that. But then there's things that you feel like you're being pulled. It's magnetic. And Brett just is like a magnet. You have to address the things of which are going on in Brett's life as a professional football player. And I don't know what's wrong with so many people out here who have played this game who can't possibly understand what Brett is going through. I don't care if he can't make up his mind if he wants to play or not. Because I'm telling you, once you've been hit, and that's why I like the fact that we that players bring it from a player's perspective, because you know what it's like when you've stood up to that plate or you have lined up in that backfield, offense or defense, on the football field. If you have, you know, chased somebody up and down the basketball court. If it's hockey, if you've been on that ice. You know, once you've played that game and you're in that game, the game itself gives you a different perspective. That's why I always tell people, I, I admit, I got two personalities. I got a Dr. Jekyll and a Mr. Hyde. And when I'm out on that football field, ooh, that's not the same person that I am as I sit behind this microphone. And so when Brett Favre goes through all these emotional decisions, he's still in his element as Brett Favre, the entertainer. He plays football. Now, the fact of the matter is that some people do not want to accept the fact that here it is that Brett Favre, you know, didn't want to come out of the game. The score was 7-6 to six when Childress was considering bringing Brett out of the game. And I think, you know, Childress, which is a very intelligent man, I happen to know the man. Back when I was at the Ohio State University, we played Illinois. I think he was the offensive coordinator, and they threw for 644 yards for us, against us. 644 yards against us, and they still lost the game. Wasn't my man. But I want you to understand, this man said, and he was careful with his choice of words. It was a stream of consciousness of which he was going through in making the decision if he should pull Brett out of the game. And he shared that stream of consciousness with Brett Favre. And Brett gave the response to him that any damn football player should give. He didn't want to come out of the game. Now, why is it that there's so many people out there are saying that that was insubordination? Why We don't even use insubordination in football. The coach tells you something, you do it. 
If you don't do what the coach tells you to do, then when you're a kid, you run or they kick you off the team or you get fined or something. Uh, well, you get fined when you get older, you know, or you get benched, those kind of things. But in this type of circumstances, everybody understands what's going on here. Brett is being the competitor that he is. That's all. And Brett simply, it was seven to six. The stream of consciousness that came upon the coach was the fact that, wow, it's seven to six. Nobody's blocking. Brett is getting his ass kicked. If I don't get him out of this game, I'm going to really be in trouble because everybody's going to say to me, well, you already had a seat in the playoff. You were in the playoffs. Brett was getting his butt kicked. What'd you have him in the game for anyway? And we're going through the same thing we went through earlier in the year when, of course, you know, Belichick made a decision. And then we got all these people who come to the table with an opinion after the fact. The man would have been the greatest coach ever if he had threw the ball on fourth down and a yard and got the first down or two yards, whatever it was. But he didn't. So now he's the dumbest coach ever existed. This is something that is handled in-house. Okay, why did Brett let it out the bag? Why did he just say, because you know Brett Favre. You ask him a question, he's going to give you an answer. And if he doesn't give you an answer, then the media is going to go after him like, well, Brett wouldn't give us a damn answer. There's Brett being Brett, you know. Come on. Is the glass half empty or is the glass half full? It's one way or the other. And people are going to look at it. Some people are going to say it's half empty. Some people are going to say it's half full. Some people are going to say Brett should have never did that. He should be benched. Come on, basketball. Mello just did it. Mello just did it. Mello just did it a couple years ago. Last year or two, maybe. Even last year or a year before that. Carmelo Anthony. Coach tried to take him out. He waved the coach off. He didn't come out the game. But, you know, there, there are some things that uh, we just have to understand. These are emotional people playing an emotional game. When they're on the football field, they act like football players. They're aggressive. And, and a football player, all you want to do is play. If you happen to notice or not, football is the only game where regardless of what the score is, you don't take the starters out at the professional level. There's some maybe... Th- Again, a stream of consciousness starts coming about when there's a playoff to be factored in here. But you just think differently. So I, I had to get that little rant out because we think differently. There's somebody else that, out there who's trying to get NFL players to think differently. And that's a man by the name of Guy Troop and Troop 21, his organization, of which has done a tremendous, a terrific job. And just tremendous work consistently trying to get players to start thinking about player transition. And that's something of which players don't think about. They don't have that stream of consciousness as often as they should and as early as they should. So I want to welcome Guy Troop from Troop 21 to the line. Guy, I, I should have brought you a little earlier because we're going to have to go to break in a couple seconds here. But you know, you're a veteran in this. You know, if we hear that music, we will go. But how are things going out there, Guy? Uh, things are great, man. Going into 2010 with a lot of energy and a lot of uh, positive thoughts about the uh, next year. So we're happy about uh, what's coming up with Super Bowl and the work we're doing with players and just glad to be a part of Voice America Sports and your show. Well, I appreciate that, Guy. I know we're going to have a good friend of yours and a, uh, a young man who, too, appreciates the work that you're doing. And, uh, of course, that is uh, Stocker McDougal is going to join us after the break. 
But uh, is it uh, some of the calls? Have you started getting some of the calls yet? Because uh, some people, they got their bags packed right now, guy, because their season is over with. So the players start yet? Oh, we got that music. We'll address that on the other side of the break. Sorry about that, Mr. Troop. But you're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. Got my good friend Guy Troop from Troop 21 with us. We'll be talking about the 10th anniversary of the Player Network event at the Super Bowl right after this break. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Uh, there is something I normally do whenever a member of the fraternity is lost, and I normally ask for a minute of silence. So in recognition of good brother Chris Henry, of which is being laid to rest and they're having his welcome home ceremony today, uh, I'm going to take a moment of silence.
Okay. God bless you, 15. Uh, I got my good friend Guy Troop with me from Troop 21. Uh, we're here to talk a little bit about the 10th anniversary celebration. I'm going to call it a celebration because that's what it is, because it is something that is so desperately needed. Uh, I'm also going to ask Guy to uh, to tell us a little bit about uh, the Player Network event, because, uh, you know, Madison Avenue believes that repetition. Yeah, Alan Iverson, shout out, you heard me, practice. Say it again and again, do it again and again so people will know. So let's tell people again, Guy, about the Player Network event and uh, what it's about and where it's at. Well, the, the title uh, of the event uh, does a decent job of describing what we're trying to accomplish. We just bring a collection of active and former players together to network primarily for business purposes. So uh, it started out more as a, just a social and it's blossomed into uh, what I call is a happy hour and a career fair on steroids. So we have uh, over 25 player-owned businesses that will be featured this year, uh, several major Fortune 500 companies that in some way want to engage players in business, whether it be an employment opportunity or some sort of uh, franchise or business opportunity. So we... We're very excited about this year's event. It's our tenth annual, uh, and I'm I'm really just pleased to have Stock Army Dugo on the phone, uh, who is a former player that has a great business concept. That uh, is one of our event partners and one of the featured businesses, and uh, they're going to be doing great work in in the future. Well, I, I certainly am one who's been. Uh, waiting for this event to happen because it was so beneficial to me last year when I attended my first uh, player network event and I visit the ninth one and I hope to visit nine more and even nine more after that. But as you mentioned, the Stockhart was with us. And uh, first of all, I want to welcome you to the show, Stockhart. Are you there with us? I'm here. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Well, man, it, it's, it's a pleasure to have you, man. It, it was it was a a pleasure to watch you, uh, you know, play ball. And I'm just so excited. The fact that you, like myself, has won uh, to see uh, and take the time out to go and participate at the Player Network event. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Because I, I believe I, I missed uh, you at the end, but I certainly, as I was broadcasting, saw several people over uh, in that area. You were there last year, am I right, Stucker? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was actually there last year, me and my wife, and uh, I was there to uh, have a pre-launch for my company, which is Locker to Locker. And uh, basically what uh, I learned and I appreciated at the P&E, you know, it, it gave me the opportunity to meet a bunch of like-minded athletes who uh, were in the process of really understanding what it is to maintain their lifestyle and the work that they need to do to maintain their lifestyle. And, you know, it is work because, you know, now that I've been out of the league for two years, I really appreciate, you know, the things that I've learned at the P&E and the people that I'm starting to meet outside of football. But it is hard, you know, to get these checks out here in the real world. And guys really need to understand that. And the sooner they understand that, the better. And I think the P&E is an event that will help them really get that understanding. Well, you know, it's so funny you mentioned that, Starcraft, because one of the things that I, I wanted to ask as I, as I thought about you coming on, I certainly felt that, you know, as I aged uh, and, and left the game of football, there was some wisdom that was acquired uh, out here in the business world. Uh, what is some of the wisdom you might share with people? And you've only been out of the game two years. 
What is, some, what is some of the wisdom you might share with some players now who might think, I don't need to play a network event. I don't need to go into an event like that. What might you say to a young player playing ball right now? Well, first of all, you know, most athletes, whether it's football or whatever their, whatever their respective sport is, you know, they have the mindset that, you know, um, you know, I'm making this money, and this money is going to be able to set me up to live for life when I'm done playing sports. But what they don't realize is that contract may not come to, you know, you might really not be able to get the chance to maximize that contract, you know, to, to its fullest capacity. You don't realize that in one play that you really can hurt yourself. I thank God that I was able to get eight years in before I hurt myself, you know, but, you know, you really need to start, wanting to know the steps that you have to take for life after sports because all of these bills and things that, you, that you're incurring now and, and all of these expenses that you're incurring now, you know, when that check's not coming in, you've got to be able to shift gears and still be able to balance your life and your checkbook to maintain your way of living. Hey, Guy, I, uh, I wanted to ask you, I know that the, the Player Network event, of course, is open to all and every player out there, and you've done some research as to uh, what are some of the desires of which players are looking to, um, how should I say, to, to venture off into once their career is over with. Can you talk a little bit about uh, maybe some of the things that the players might want to do to start getting themselves ready so that these career opportunities that will be at your event, they'll be prepared for? Yeah, well, the primary careers, as we shared last week, uh, most players have expressed an interest in going into journalism or broadcasting as well as sports, namely, in this case, football. So uh, I think I think that percentage was up to almost over a third of the league expressed an interest. No, I'm talking uh, almost half of the league expressed an interest in those two career paths. And I think the, the interesting part about that is, is that you have to understand that whether it's you know, journalism or broadcasting or football, all of those have functional areas inside. So there's a tech person that got us on the phone that, that will never be the talent at Voice America Sports. There's a sales and marketing person that you have to have to make the business churn and make money and, and get the business out there. And, and so I think that the most important thing about player transition is not necessarily what industry they go into, but what real skill set that they ha- they have that will help them in any given industry. The stock art was a lineman, so that's much different than a quarterback. So in his business, there is a role that he will play. Is he going to be the the money guy? Is he going to be the sales and marketer? Is he going to, uh, or you know, if he's a small business, sometimes you have to have the skill to do all of that. So. Uh, that would be my first example. Then before closing out that point, the other thing I'd like to share is I've spent a lot of time talking about maintaining lifestyle and, and being able to transition. Well, you know, the, the research says that most businesses fail between three to five years. Those that make it past five have a good shot. Um, and I would, I would say the same would hold true for an athlete and his money. If the budget was right, if the lifestyle wasn't so out there, then then the people that got five hundred thousand, a million bucks, they, you know, jump on their college teammates or their college friends. You know, they got a better shot at maintaining if the lifestyle isn't too advanced or too extravagant. So I, that's the point I like to stress. But I really, 
think it's a great transition into what Stockard's business is. So I'd like you to just talk a little bit about Locker to Locker and how it actually begins to address some of the really behaviors of NFL athletes or professional athletes, but it, but you're able to address it in a real business context and, and make money. So can you talk a little bit about your business model and uh, Locker to Locker, Stocker? Sure, Guy. Um, my, like I said, my name is Stocker McDougal, and my company is Locker to Locker. What Locker to Locker is, is an online marketplace for professional athletes to network, buy, and sell with each other. And it's a secured network, so the athletes know who they're dealing with. It's not like one of these other websites where you can just create one of these, you know, names. You have to give your real name. So the athletes know who they're dealing with. And what it is is this. We as athletes, we intend to, you know, we're consumers, so we, we, we tend to shop and buy a lot of these different items, whether it's cars, homes, couches, uh, jewelry, what, what have you, anything that, that we tend to consume because we're consumers. You know, not thinking that one day the checks are going to stop. You know, we just tend to, you know, really spend, spend, spend. Mode. So what I've done with Locker to Locker, I've given the opportunity for players that are already established and already have made, you know, a great deal of money playing their, their respective sport, the opportunity for some of these items that they don't value the same way as they used to, the opportunity to sell to another professional athlete at a below market or retail price, you know, to keep that other athlete or making some of the same mistakes that they did by over-consuming and over overspending on some of these different items, you know. So it, that that's that's one that's one uh, way for the actual player to save money, and another way for another player to make money, you know. So he's actually empowering his own brother in his uh, respective sport, and it's also tiered, say that 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 the player doesn't want to sell. You know, or another athlete doesn't want to buy his particular item or things that he's selling. We give him the opportunity to sell it to the fans. There are 186 million fans out there over the age of 18 that are in uh, that are in just fantasy football and all these different uh, respective sports uh, fantasy leagues alone. That's over the age of 18. Then you have the kids that are under the age of 18 that get their parents to go online and buy buy them whatever they want. You know, just say we just got one percent of them. You know that that's a that's a large fan base for these athletes to sell their items to these fans, which the fans can bid on it, kind of like eBay, was auction style, and get the get the the top value for their for their item. No, yeah, so I what think I was thinking right here for Christmas, you could go on and buy Stockard's old uh, Hanes, <laughs> his last pair of Hanes he used to wear. And, uh, you'd have a new, you'd have a new, new gift. You can tell the world you're wearing Stockard's underwear. See, you, you have a new gift there too, Mr. Troops. I didn't, I didn't know that, but I, I'm gonna say if I can call somebody like Martin Lawrence and get you in that, get you a part in that next movie, man. But that was, that was, that was a good joke, man, because you know that them some big hangs that that man wears. It. That's an offensive lineman, man. I'm a, I'm a strong safety, and I hope I haven't gained that much weight. But, but I, I enjoyed that. Listen, we're gonna come back on the other side of break because. That's a lot more stuff that NFL players have to sell, and Mr. McDougal gonna help us uh, sell some of that stuff. I got my good friend Guy Troop will be, of course, from Troop Twenty One, and the Player Network event is gonna celebrate its tenth anniversary at the Super Bowl. We'll be back after this break. It's a fly ball deep right field. Thought goes O'Neal. He's 
shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on playing to win at you bet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's a show to keep you on your toes. Spiritually rebellious, transformational, decidedly not PC, and always entertaining. Tune in each week for Outside the Box with Dr. Kevin. Along with co-host Dara Jane, Dr. Kevin will take spiritual discussion to another level altogether. Sometimes he needs Dara just to keep him grounded. Along with guests and a helping of planetary influences with Dr. Lynn, it's like nothing you've heard before. Outside the Box with Dr. Kevin. Tune in Monday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave Network. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel.
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my good friend Guy Troop on the line with me from Troop 21 and Stockard McDougal, uh, also former Detroit Lion first-round draft pick, Detroit Lion, uh, and the uh, owner of Locker to Locker. And, and Stockard, I, I want to I say something to people out here, and I want you to go back and, uh, and affirm what I'm about to say. Uh, the people that... First of all, the player, one player to another player, and then also it goes to the next level. It could be player directly to fan has an opportunity that if, if you or, or me or somebody else had a Mercedes Benz, they had a Rolls Royce, if they had a picture on their wall, if they had a Rolex watch, we're talking about some pretty unique items that belong to players that it's just about everything from A to Z of which can be purchased. Is that right? That's exactly right. I mean, there is no limitations, you know, barring that it's not anything that's, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, pornographic or, you know, nudity nature, you know, but, you know, we're talking about just about everything, you know, because we know guys have, you know, all types of collections, things. I mean, they may have even collected as, as long as from far back as when they were kids, you know, whether it could be fishing poles or whatever they have. These are all the, the, the items that belong to these proportional, these professional sports players, to the icons of a lot of these sports icons of a lot of these fans, these millions and millions of fans, and give them an opportunity to own a personal piece of items, uh, or a personal piece of clothing, or anything personal. It's personal memorabilia. It's organic. It, it really belongs to the, to this, uh, to this, uh, to this athlete, you know, and no, no one's doing that, and, and, and I, and I think it's time that, you know, we as athletes, you know, as opposed to just kind of, you know, not really valuing and, and really realizing the power that we have, you know, we, we all come together on this marketplace, which is locker to locker, and we're empowering each other by supporting each other. And also, you know, it's, it, it, it all, you know, it's, it's just an unbelievable opportunity. I, I get a little bit overwhelmed sometimes when I, when I really think about it, that, you know, no one thought about this before we did. But it's time for this, and, and we're going to do it. We're doing it. That, that, that's tremendous. And uh, there has to be, is there a website out there which somebody can go to? Yes, you can log on to Locker to Locker, L-O-C-K-E-R, the number two, Locker, L-O-C-K-E-R.com. You can log on there today. We're in beta. When I say we're in beta, it means this. We're signing up hundreds of hundreds of professional athletes, like as we speak right now. And we're filling up all these different items, whether it's electronics or whether it's cars or whether it's jewelry. So when we launch, actually, we're going to be launching at the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, we're, we're putting together an event to launch at the Super Bowl in Miami, uh, along with uh, Guy and Troop 21, where we're going to give, you know, the athletes to come in and participate in this uh, actual uh, professional athletes uh, business uh 
opportunity where, where they can come in and they can learn different things like financial literacy, how to recognize, you know, good investment from a bad one. You know, it, it, it goes right along with, with everything what Guy, Guy and uh, Troop 21 have been working on. And that's, that's an opportunity that, you know, we, we, we were also looking for to get some, uh, a couple of uh, sponsors involved in that. You know, and if anyone has an interest in, you know, being involved in and wants to be involved in helping these professional athletes, you know, with learning financial literacy, we have an excellent opportunity for you to become a sponsor and a platform with, with the, some of the top athletes from around the country. So, you know, you can also contact Guy if you have an interest in that, and, you know, we'll be more than happy to have you help us. Well, that that's outstanding, man. And again, for those of you who out there who may perhaps maybe want to call, very seldom do I put out the call number, but uh, we got great guests today. So uh, that call number is 888-346-9144. Again, it's 888-346-9144. Hey, Guy, maybe you can give uh, uh, a little bit of uh, insight to uh, those corporate people who might be out there uh, or those uh, in the audience who, who might be, you know, corporate employers uh, that are looking for athletes. Give them some background and how diverse uh, the athletes are that participate uh, in terms of their education with the Player Network event. Because, you know, Damon Anderson, you know, shout out to Northwest University, always wants to talk about uh, the Northwestern degree. So talk about some players who participated in uh, the various schools and universities of which they've attended and, uh, and received their education. Well, I think the first fact to point out uh, when you talk about football players, unlike hockey, baseball, and professional, when you talk about the big four, football players, by nature of the sport, are typically more educated uh, than any other sport in that they have to stay in college longer. You can, you can play professional football after your high school graduating class has been out of school for three years, but typically to mature and, and develop to become a great football player, you're going to spend four, maybe five years in college. So when I say more educated, I'm saying the graduation rate is higher. I'm saying that uh, athletes tend to earn more academic credits. Football players tend to earn more academic credits uh, between the ages of 18 and 22 or 23 than, than any other professional sport. Uh, that's the one fact that I want to really get out there. And then we talk about, I mean, you play football all across the country, so there. You know, we have Stanford MBAs and and Columbia graduates. Marcellus Wiley is a guy that's on uh, ESPN. that has been a part of the P and E and in our network for a long time as a Columbia University graduate. Uh, but but I don't. You know, I don't really like to single out any one academic institution. But what I would tell you is that the, that a that a, a college student athlete, a football student athlete, that participated in college and was able to balance that to really just to get through the gauntlet and, and survive that for four years, the rigors of, of academia and athletics, uh, that's a, that's a skill set in and of itself, the time management, the discipline, the, uh, the ability to deal with adversity, the diversity involved in being on a campus with, you know, Christians and Muslims and white and black and Hispanic and, and really fitting into those cultures uh, is is a skill in and of itself. So I could I could go on and on about you know the the, the transferable skills and the soft skills that athletes possess. But I I I think you're right, Ray, in talking about the you know the tremendous academic background that many players have. Tony Richardson's a guy that plays with the Jets now that went back to school, earned a MBA, 
during his playing career. He's about a 14-year veteran. So he had the, you know, the wherewithal to play professional football and go back, finish his undergrad degree at Auburn, and then go back and get a, uh, a MBA at the University of Kansas City, Missouri. So that's an example of just how tremendous athletes are in their, their work ethic, their drive, their determination to, 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 to uh, complete a goal. And and you mentioned something I, I'd like to ask Stockard a, a little bit about Stockard. He, he mentioned a work ethic. Uh, perhaps maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, the commitment it takes in your business and compare that a little bit to the commitment it takes in, in football and which one you find to be. Is, is there one more difficult than the other to be a businessman as opposed to a, a professional athlete, which really is a business person, but, you know, two different arenas? Well, to Guy's point, you know, being a, professional football player and just really being able to play in that environment that I'm an offensive lineman, you know, and we have to deal with being able to adjust to a lot of situations on the fly, whether it's a blitz, whether it's a change of play, we have to be able to hear over the the thousands and tens of thousands of people that are that are screaming and trying to distract us. So, you know, that that whole mind frame and mindset, it really sets you up for for life after sports, being able to go into the corporate world, being able to focus, being able to be on a team, being able to be accountable, and you know, it just really, it just really kind of sets you apart from you know just an average person that's just that's just entering the workforce that that's just leaving college. You know, I I, I would say, is there is one harder? Is it harder for a professional athlete? Or what, what was the question again? Was it harder for was it which one is harder? Yeah, working in, in in one environment, which is a little different. They're both businessmen, but for the athlete, particularly those who haven't worked in corporate America, who haven't worked a job outside of football, who may feel somewhat intimidated about going into that arena. Just speak to the athletes out there. Yes. Yeah, there's. I mean, Ray, uh, there's there's no need to be intimidated. I mean, if you if you can do what we've done, which is which is perform with the, with the pressure is just so high. I mean, there's nothing. Oh, okay. Okay, we got a little music there, so I'm going to ask you guys just to come on the other side of break so we can close this segment out properly. I want to thank you both. Hang in there with me for a second. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. Hard-hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Wait, I hear that music. I think I'm back already. See? Prime time. You snuck one in on me. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, you heard a little behind the scenes there. We were we were going back and forth there and uh I was asking, of course, uh, my guest with me, Stocker McDougal, uh, offensive lineman. You know, and I'm, I'm, I want you guys to know I'm a little surprised I'm having this conversation. If, you know, if I was still in the league back in the day when the big fella was playing, man, I might not be having this conversation, man, because offensive linemen show no love to strong safeties trying to come up there and, uh, and support the run. So, so Big Mac, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you didn't get a chance to, to mow me down, but, uh, we were talking about, uh, before we went to the break, the challenges and perhaps maybe the insecurities of a, a young athlete because he still is young when he retires from ball and, and makes that step into the corporate world, you know, and the challenges of the two, which was more, which was more challenging, which was more difficult. And I we were speaking to our fraternity brothers out here who have to make this transition real soon. You've done it for the past two years. And we were trying to speak about the comparison of the challenges of those two and the difficulties. I would I, I would say this, Ray. The biggest thing is, you know, you 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 have to be willing to learn. You you're gonna be intimidated, but you can't be intimidated. You know, it's it's a whole other playing field. It's the real playing field of life. It's you you know you're not just playing. You know, the game that you've grown up playing for so many years. You know, it's 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 really it's really a new game. So I would I would say this. You know, as long as you're willing to learn and don't think you know everything. You you have to be willing. You have to be willing to admit that when you don't know certain things, you have to be willing to to admit that you need help. And you have to be willing to try. I you know, like that. I, I I think the biggest the biggest thing for me is this. You know, I I just reached out to people and admitted that I needed help. So that's what really helped me to to, to build my team so that to ensure that I could be successful off the field. 
And and I'm going to turn to my good friend, Guy Troop, because God doesn't sugarcoat it at all. He and I had a discussion one time, and, and he talked about, uh, yeah, the expertise in sports, but, but then the expertise of life outside of sports, and, and particularly the athletes and how they fit in and where they fit in and what time of their lives. And, and, and explain that a little bit, Guy, from, from, from the, the, with the words of which you used to me in that conversation that we had a, a couple months okay, ago. Okay, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll do that, Ray, but I really want to, like, highlight Saka's point about you got to try. And mm-hmm. You got you to gotta be willing to learn. I mean, that's, that's, that's how the game of life is that way. So when you look at the game of football, you have, you know, the lines are, you know, chalked up and the out-of-bounds line, there's a scoreboard, there's penalties for certain things. So that's the learning that athletes have to, to engage in in business. You have to know the rules. You have to know what that score clock means. You have to know what a you know quarterly report is. You have to be able to know when the twenty four second clock is winding down, and you got to get a report or a memo in. So, in in the general sense, you know it, it's not much different. You just have to learn and adapt to the rules. But I, I always use this example uh, because I had ten or twelve teammates that I played with in college that made it professionally, and uh, I I looked up. 10 years later, and I had been working. I'm 32, and they're leaving the game. And what, what I really realized is a lot of the things that I knew, I didn't know it in business because I was smarter or I was better. I just got more reps at them. I had 10 years of reps on them in business. So the things that I knew and I did innately, they, they had a hard time doing. And I had to remember back how the transition was when I was 22 leaving college putting a resume together, the stress of interviewing. And I, you take that for granted if you've been doing it for 10 or 12 or 15 years. So you know, I like to say that most athletes need to consider themselves scrubs in business. They're, they're role players. They're, you know, they're walk-ons. They're, they're, you know, they're free agents. They're trying. And until you prove yourself worthy, then you become a starter, and then you can become an all-star. So where locker to locker is, for example, right now, Stockard, he, you know, he's a free agent. You know, he started a business, and, right. he, and, he's, and, he, and he has it out for two years, and it's a great concept, and we believe it's going to work. But he has to get into the laboratory, go to practice every day, you know, read the P&Ls, look at the marketing plans, communicate with people, connect people, get the infrastructure. Those are reps. And so you're a scrub until you get reps and you become competent at something. And, and Guy, I, I'd like for you to know, and, and many people may not know this, but, you know, athletes are – accustomed to, you know, people using examples as, as Guy Troop just used with us. But it, it, it's, with, uh, it's within a, a group of us of which, you know, our egos are outside the doors because we haven't, we haven't become all pros. We haven't become all Americans. You know, uh, we haven't become superstars and Hall of Famers. We're, we're trying to get there, and we know what it takes. And so until we reach that point, that plateau, <laughs> We, we are, we may be considered, you know, scrubs, but, but we know that in time, if we work and we also feel as if there's nothing that we can't do. So it's just a matter of us having the reps, uh, as Guy talked about, getting those reps so that we can then perfect our skill set and, and we're sure that we could be successful. I mean, there are many attributes that professional athletes, um, uh, maintain and, and they have as a part of just the years of doing whatever they've been doing to become as good as they've become over the years, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, 
and many of those attributes people look for in a corporate environment. And, and you mentioned some of those things. But I, I just want to thank you, Guy, for the fact that, uh, you know, you're somebody of which uh, over the years people have developed a trust with it. Uh, and they've uh, they've been able to uh, humble themselves and for the purpose of their families of, of being successful, because, like you said, you had 10 years on us. And so you you were in that that corporate environment. You knew what that corporation was looking for uh, from the players. But even so, also, you know, the vulnerabilities of players. So therefore, you can give it to them in such a way. Hey, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to tell you, I know where your weak points are. We're going to work on those weak points and we're going to provide some strength. Uh, to get you ready. So uh, let me ask you something, guy. Troop 21, 10th year anniversary. How do you feel about how far you've come from when you started this event years ago? Well, I mean, I, I mean, this was a this was a vision in a bar in Tampa in 1999, uh, 2000 football season, uh, where Chidi Ahana, to a player who owned the bar at the time at the Bucks. He called me. He said, hey, I have this bar. I'm trying to do something Super Bowl weekend. We said, hey, we have something in mind. We want to invite a group of athletes and a group of player development directors at the individual teams, and we just want them to come to the Super Bowl and chat and network and look at this this one, the biggest sporting event in America. We want them to see it from another vantage point other than the, the Playboy parties and the and and the, you know all of the fun and frills in the golf tournaments. There's much more to this. There's a corporate presence that exists. So from that you know idea and that first event where we had 50 people you know in a bar with some hors d'oeuvres and, and and some wine, uh, I think we've grown tremendously. You know probably you know two, three, four hundred percent in the concept and what we're doing. But we still have a long way to go. So there are other events that uh, exist around the world, the magic show, you know, the hair show, all of these big corporate brands that exist that have, you know, phenomenal presence and function. You know, in, in, in the world of business and events, you know, we're, we're, we're just on the map. We're not, we're not a scrub, but we got a long way to grow, but we're happy with the growth that we've seen. And we feel like if we can just nurture athletes along, you know that in the next five or ten years, the P and E will be a household brand, and, and many of the businesses that come to support the P and E or launch their product or service will become more well known, better established, and at, and at a minimum more exposed to players. So we we feel good about that progress. Stock I just talked a little bit about Stock and I just talked a little bit about today's environment, the sponsorship environment, the business environment. We're all at a difficult time in America right now with all of the fraud that took place in the financial industry and and really the you know the the stimulus package and the money so we all have to be a little patient uh in these, these economic times from a business standpoint but and 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 the the revenue but but we don't have to show patience when when it turn in terms of being a collective mass of athletes business people that want to work together for the common good and so the P&E is going to accomplish that, you know, we, and, and we, we feel great about about our progress today. Well, I do, too, Guy. As I said, uh, this is Guy Troop, of course, from Troop 21. We'll be celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Player Network event at this year's Super Bowl. I also want to thank our special guest with us, Stockhart McDougal, offensive lineman formerly of the Detroit Lions. First-round draft pick. Hard as hell to be a first-round draft pick. 
Check out Locker to Locker. You'll find out more about Stockard and his business. As always, this is Rails from Voice America Sports. It's in Rails of Sports on the Voice America Network. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.